Hello, everyone. Hi. And welcome to the Mysterium Podcast. Mysterium. Mysterium. Spooky, scary skeleton. Oh. And mysteries are plenty. Yes. Well, this today's isn't a mystery. This is not a mystery. How it's a bit of a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Sorry to all the Debbies out there. Uh, yeah. So today I'm doing a case. Stacy is on the case. It's going to be, it might be a three-parter. We'll see how we go today. Yeah, we're going to see how We're just going to do one and then exactly. we're going to have some dinner that I made and then. I'm so gonna... excited for food. Yeah. Vegetarian lasagna. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Get in my belly now. <laughs> That's all I really came here for. Yeah, you're not even here to see me. <laughs> um, right, so today I'm doing John Edward Robinson. Piece of shit. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I so, don't know who this is. Well, I wonder if you'll you'll kind of... His name's just a very nothingy name. Like, it's kind of just very ordinary. Yeah. It's not very easy to remember. Yeah. I had to constantly be like, wait, what is he? Because also when you look up John Robinson, there's loads of John Robinsons. Okay. So I put his little middle name in there. Um, now, I used an amazing book for this this podcast episode. Uh, so I have to shout it out. It's So you know the guy who did Mind Mindhunter? Uh, I don't know of the guy, but I know of yeah, Mindhunter. There's like, yeah, so it was originally a book by like an FBI agent guy okay so this is um another one by john douglas and and stephen sing singular sorry it's called anyone you want me to be the story of hang on <laughs> i'm resting my <laughs> microphone on top of it <laughs> the story of sex and death on the internet salacious oh it's not shit he's uh yeah he's a nasty guy so on the 27th of December... Whoa, we're jumping straight We are. In. I'm just... I've got to just go for it, okay? Because we're going to chat too yeah. much shit. Bear with us. This is a long one, guys. Yes. So hold on. Yeah, we're going to break it up. So we're not going to ram it all down your throat straight away. Exactly. So on the 27th of December, 1943, I've just realised that's two days after Christmas. Oh. <laughs> John Robinson was born and grew up hearing stories of the infamous American gangster Al Capone. His father, Henry, was eight when the violence between Al Capone and the police erupted. And Robert would often hear tales of, like, legend of, like, you know, all the legendary gangsters and stuff. Uh, and plenty of people during this time actually admired these gangsters who lived by their own rules and laws. I mean, we all fucking love gangster movies. We do it now. I... Oh, shut up. What? You were going to be like, I don't. No, I like, um, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's a um, Tarantino one. I don't, I mean, could be any, I don't, nope, don't know. Moving on. <laughs> we could look it up. I've seen so many. Um, uh, so plenty, of, yeah, so plenty of people admired them. Uh, people wonder if this influenced Robert later in life as he turned his back on earning money in a legitimate way and decided that scamming and eventually murdering people was a better way to make money. <laughs> Just stare <laughs> We're not sat opposite each other anymore. I, we're, I'm slightly thrown off by the change in, in our in the yeah, it's a bit, setup. Yeah, it's a bit odd. I'm, I'm not loving it. I want to be in the sunshine room. I know. But it's Saturday night here while we're recording. And I don't really it's want my... It's not Saturday night. It's, um, it's six o'clock. Yeah, we're drinking. This nighttime activity. <laughs> it's, uh, it's late afternoon. that is not a nighttime activity for you, Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mrs. Day Drinker. Don't you throw me under the bus. People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Um, what was I saying? I was don't I know. Doing the case I don't know. Not? Who knows? <laughs> this is meant to be a better one, okay? I'm doing my best. Robert grew up with four siblings, an older brother, Henry Jr., who he hated. Don't know why. Didn't like him. Um, he had a younger brother called Donald and two sisters, joanne and mary ellen he grew up in a modest house but it was like it was tiny it looked nice it was yeah so it's like slightly small but whatever um this is like in his opinion like it was a oh, modest okay. house in his opinion yeah sort of thing. i'm sure it was lovely uh his father henry was a machinist for western electric now his dad was a struggling alcoholic and when sober was described as a steady presence in the family 
but when he would go on drinking binges which he would often like when he broke he wouldn't just drink a little bit he'd like drink drink okay he wasn't really like managing it yeah um that would upset things in the family but despite this john would always talk fondly about his dad now his mother alberta was a different story uh-oh yeah so john hated her she was the disciplinarian and when one of the children misbehaved she was the one to dish out the punishments alberta wanted her children to look neat and tidy at all times and she pushed them to better themselves i don't think that sounds that bad no. so i can't see anywhere that she was like abusive she's just the one who's like she just stopped told them acting off. up yeah. yeah literally being a parent yeah unlike the alcoholic dad who just goes off and gets drunk all the time exactly it's so ridiculous um i mean i think he just didn't like being told what to do by a woman that very much sounds like the case yeah <laughs> and uh so when he was 13 robert became a senior patrol leader in the boy scouts i've never seen the appeal of boy scouts and brownies no, Girl scouts or whatever it is. no. yeah we have brownies don't we i have no idea yeah I didn't realise they were, like, actually a thing. Yeah, my sister was in brownies. Oh, Yeah, she didn't like it. <laughs> she didn't like it. She didn't love it. Um, he was also accepted into uh, Quinley's, Quinley Preparatory Seminary. So it's like a prep sem- seminary. I've heard of prep school. I don't know what it is because we're English. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I have no idea what anyone is ever referring to when they talk about prep school. Prep schools or grade two or yeah what's that or freshman year like i don't know yeah, what any of that is yeah no it doesn't make any sense to no me. um yeah so he's accepting the quinley preparatory i can't say that word seminary for boys who wanted to become priests so oh. it's like yeah so it's, it's a seminary so it's oh. like a churchy kind of okay thing. not our wheelhouse um and he said he wanted to work in the vatican when he was older so he was like aiming real high <laughs> holy moly i'm going to the top literally goodness (laughs) yeah a few weeks after he joined the eagle scouts he traveled to london so that's like our neck of the woods not that we we don't live there but it's in england (laughs) i have a feeling i might know this case i think you might um yeah so he travels to london with his fellow scouts to sing for the newly crowned queen i know this i know this case at the palladium I listened to this on the on one of my drives to Chessington. Oh no, that's <laughs> well, right. We're, I'm doing it slightly different. I'm excited. Um, yeah. Now, fun fact: my dad has has actually sung for the Queen. No, he hasn't. Yeah, at the Royal Albert Hall, he was a choir boy. Shut the I've fuck up. I've got a fucking picture. Well, I haven't got a picture of it. My dad's got a picture of it. Oh. Yeah. Literally, isn't that weird? Um. So John Robinson, he met Judy Garland backstage after singing to the Queen. He held out his hand to her. Like, he, she was, like, walking away. And he, like, sort of pursued her and, like, held out his hand and was like, us Americans have got to stick together, kind of thing. And she replied, you're right, while laughing, and kissed him on the cheek. Which is so cute. And there's no, like, she doesn't know what he's going to grow up to be. And he's only little. <laughs> he's only 30. He hasn't done anything yet. And also that's kind of, like, that's very, I don't know, like, confident, isn't it? Very confident. Oh, we'll soon learn he gets yeah, we very confident. Yeah, we find out, yeah. Yeah, so he also got a hug from British singer Gracie Fields and she told him, you're a mighty handsome youngster. Now, Robert loved this attention. You're right over there. Sorry, I'm just, I've got a blocked nose. Oh. I was trying to breathe. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Um, yeah, so he loved this attention. Now, once he returned to the seminary in Chicago, he went back to being an average student. Like, you know, he, he wasn't bad, he wasn't good. He was just kind of like doing, scraping by, doing yeah. his best sort of thing. Um, but he still had dreams of becoming a priest. When Robert left the seminary at 17, having spent his childhood, like, he was literally watching his dad work himself to exhaustion. So he decided, that looks pretty shit. I don't want to do that. Uh, so in 1961, John managed to get a job. So he's like early 20s now. Okay. Or like late teens, early 20s. Okay. Um, John managed to get a job at a Chicago hospital after he forged some qualification records. He gets really good at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got time. Don't you worry. Sorry. It's Sorry. Sorry. Um, a few years later in 1964, he met Nancy, who he would marry while she was pregnant with their first child. And after the birth, Robert needed to make m- more money to support his child and wife. But instead of increasing his working hours, <laughs> like a normal person, he stole money from his employer. Duh. Yeah. I mean, that's just the obvious way to go, isn't it? You get a kid to steal. Exactly. Yeah. 
Now, when he was confronted by his boss after they sus- suspected him of, it's those S words, man. <laughs> we need to release that clip onto our thingy. All right. When he was confronted by his boss after they suspected him of embezzling from the hospital, he begged them to help him. You know, he's like, oh, please, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to. I'm ill. <laughs> I don't know what he said to convince. <laughs> he just begged them. Um, he offered to pay back everything in return for them not reporting him to the police, and they agreed. They're like, okay. Oh no. Yeah, so um from that never negotiate with a terrorist. <laughs> it doesn't go quite that far, but <laughs> um yeah, so from that he learned he could do bad things and get away with it while using his charismatic charm. He must have been he must have like been an incredibly charismatic person. I think he like, has to be. He must he have looks had a really like good... shit. He's not pretty. Oh, He's really? not No, he looks like shit. He must have had a great way with words. Yeah. Or just I, like that aura about him. Yeah, some people have just got the chat, haven't they? They can just... I think he is a Capricorn. When did you say his date of birth was? December 27th. Yeah, I think that's Capricorn. It's not like you. Normally you're right on that. Um. So Robinson moved his family to... Yep, Ca- Capricorn. Sorry. It's <laughs> all right. Moved his family to Kansas City after the embarrassment of being caught. So, like, Nancy was super embarrassed by this. We love a Nancy. Mm-hmm. I do love, I love that the, name. I love the name Nancy. It's so cute. It's super I feel like cute. It's, got, it's like got a comeback. It used to be, like, old, and now it's, like, what well, yeah. should be back. I like it. Yeah, so um, he and Nancy would go on to have four children. Now, I'm not going to name them because I don't know if they want their names out there. I mean, it's, it is in the book that I, okay. I mentioned and stuff, but who cares? Like, it's nothing to do with them. So he got a job as an x-ray uh, technician at a local hospital, but his colleagues were a little concerned as he was clumsy with small infants. Now, he's got kids, so you think he'd be... Yeah. But anyway, he's probably like, one of these dads, though, that just doesn't do anything. Very hands-off dad. Yeah, hands-off dad. Yeah. Yeah, so he was very clumsy with small infants. He talked to children like they were adults, and he was crap at taking x-rays. So he sucked at taking x-rays. Yeah, he was sh- like, he was crap at it. But like people, they knew you can't get... How do you get a job as an x-ray Well, he technician? bullshitted his, his qualifications. So he literally was like, I've got these qualifications in x-raying uh, as an x-ray technician. I can't remember the name. I guess it was different back then. Well, I mean, you kind of steal my thunder, babes. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, so how? So people knew you could not get this job without proper cha- training, which if you checked if people actually have the training then yeah yeah you don't check so they assumed he was just nervous like starting a new job but i mean i think you'd be better with handling children (laughs) but anyway have you seen kids getting x-rays no it's horrifying you know like babies that obviously move about to hold they get put in a fucking clamp thing it's super weird yeah and it looks i mean it's not brutal always the kid is screaming because yeah. it's like i don't want to be in here yeah. you're not my mum. but yeah and it just looks horrendous i've seen a couple of videos and i was like oh no oh, that's terrible um so kansas didn't require x-ray technicians to be licensed at this time so when robinson told his employers about his medical training they believed him because the 60s and uh however the american registry of radiologic Technologists <laughs> had well no done. thanks, babe. Had no paperwork showing that he'd ever been certified, and there were no records to back up his claims that he'd received training at Chicago's West Suburban Hospital, which is that's the one he was always like, "Oh, yeah, I trained here." I trained oh, here. yeah, yeah. He didn't. He's a liar. <laughs> and uh, Robinson covered his office in certificates of his qualifications and degrees and stuff but nobody realized that he'd literally forged them all from a box full of blank certificates that he just had in his office how he's just got a box i don't know where he gets them from i've read the book no one tells me what? where he gets it from can you just get those and write your name on them in the 60s <laughs> i guess that's the other thing type were they not i suppose you could put them on any typewriter and yeah. type a name like they're all filled out I guess maybe so because it's not like you could print them off anymore. Like yeah. then, yeah. I think. God knows when the printers came tiny and everyone had one. Um, so whenever he needed a new degree or, or qualification, he literally just wrote one out and Holy put shit. it on his wall. That's and was like, mad. oh, when did you do that? Oh, it just, um, a couple of years ago. <laughs> just didn't, didn't put it up last week. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. 
Now, John would also try to start affairs with his female colleagues and he would roam the Kansas City nightclubs. So, yeah, not not a great dad. He's clearly a hands-off dad. And a hands-off husband. Exactly. Unless you're not his wife, then he's very hands-off. Very handsy, isn't he? <laughs> um, he was said to be obsessed with human sexuality and was curious about the violent side of sex. There is no violent side of sex if it's consensual, <laughs> mate. Like, Well, there is. Yeah, but... No, but he's like... There can be a violent side if you're into that. Yeah, but then it's not really violence to me, is it? It's like... It's consensual kind of... I don't know. I don't know. I always think as violence is a bad... Yeah. Well, I'm not shaming anyone's (laughs) game. Go for it. Um, His behaviour didn't go unnoticed, and once again, he was fired from his job. Good. Being too leery. Leery? Leery? Um, So, yeah, that's two jobs he's fucked up. Good. Yeah, good. But, I mean... uh, at the time, at the moment, he's not killed anyone yet, so oh, shit. just kind of like. Um, so if he just kept his head down, he would have been fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm glad he got fired, but it's like, why would you cause issues? Yeah, if you're doing something wrong anyway. But it sounds like he didn't even get fired for the fact that he actually sucked at what he was I meant know. to do. He got fired because I mean, and he he's... should get fired because he's you know trying it on with the ladies. Mm-hmm. But like, well, I wonder if come to that. I wonder though if it was like one too many things because normally you have to have a load of reasons to get yeah, rid of someone, true. don't you? Yeah. So maybe it's like okay, well now we've had like a, a complaint against you, we can get rid of you. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It sounds like they were quite happy for him to continue mishandling babies. Um, He then got a job as a lab technician and office manager for Dr. Wallace Graham. I love the name Wallace. Uh, Who was President Harry Truman's personal physician. So he's like, well known. What? (laughs) Sorry, I read that again. So Dr. Graham, who's the guy that he's now working for. Yeah. He was... um, he was President Harry Truman's personal physician. Oh, oh. what? How? Yeah. How's he got that job? I don't. Well, forging shit as usual oh with his little box God. of tricks. So, Doctor Graham was impressed by Robinson and how he represented himself. Now, while working there, however, Robinson would often try to seduce female patients. No, <laughs> nobody wants that. Don't try and seduce Stop everyone. Stop talking to women. Literally. <laughs> Stop. I put in my notes. Gross. <laughs> By late 1966, the doctor's office was actually losing so much money that they couldn't get their out their like Christmas bon- they couldn't give out their Christmas bonuses, which was like unheard of. Um, but nobody could figure out what was happening. I mean, it doesn't take a fucking genius to work out, does it? <laughs> Hire a new guy now you've got no money. Yeah. After a couple of months, rumors started to circulate that Robinson had been embezzling money and was taking cash and pocketing it from patients who didn't suspect him of keep like he was keeping it himself so he's literally like oh i've done this f- procedure for you yeah just give me cash it's fine I'll, I'll i'll put it in and he's just pocketing it which is really dumb <laughs> dickhead yeah um so robinson also took an office chair that didn't belong to him and uh so this was apparently dr graham's last straw <laughs> <laughs> he confronted him about everything now, Robinson tried to talk his way out of it by saying he was only transferring the money from one account to another. I don't know what he said about the chair. Like, I just liked it. <laughs> I love that that was the last straw. Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> I feel like in an office, you would just take, like, oh, that chair's nicer than mine. Yeah. I didn't know people owned their chairs. <laughs> I'm you taking this chair when I leave. Karen walked in and was like, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> you will not take that chair. <laughs> That was seriousness in her eyes. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, it's like some Karen just walked in and was like, oh, "He took the chat I like to use," <laughs> and then Dr. Graham was like, "Well." <laughs> so when that failed, um, wait, what was I? Sorry. Oh, sorry. So he tried to talk his way out of it by saying he was only transferring the money from one account to another. Now, when that failed, he offered to pay the money back, like he did last time. Mm-hmm. Dr. Graham turned down his offer, however, and contacted the Kansas police. Yes to Dr. Graham. No way. Yeah, he did like, it. He did a he's smart like, he thing. He stole my fucking chair and our Christmas bonuses. <laughs> um, Robinson was soon arrested and taken from the medical building in cuffs. How embarrassing for him. Good. I love that. Um, and in August, I'm just need to squirrely squirrel. In August 1969, he was prosecuted and found guilty of stealing by means of deceit. 
but instead of being sent to prison, he received a sentence of three years probation. To be fair to the police, like, that's the first time they've heard of him yeah. doing something. Yeah. But, I mean, he must have... Well... We already know, but the police don't know. Yeah. Well, once again, he's now learned that he could do bad things and get away with it. The amount of money he stole from Dr. Graham was close to $1 million in today's <gasps> money. Oh, my God. So it's not like a... I don't think you should give someone three years probation no, for that. That's, that's a lot. like federal offense kind of thing. Like that's, that's ridiculous. That's mad. Um, now what did he do with all that money? He bought a lavish house, a lavish house, sorry, for his family to live in, and he bought a farm where he kept horses. Um, so I guess d- maybe he didn't have to pay it back. I don't know. Yeah, what happened, what happened to all that? Well, he's, he got, ca- he's got a house it. and a farm now, so... Shut the fuck up. Yeah. What? Well, he, he's been punished. He's got three years probation. You he know? didn't have to, like... I don't know. Give them the farm? Maybe, well, it didn't tell me that in the book, so... That's ridiculous. Don't blame me about that. No, I, yeah, I don't think he paid it back. Now, getting caught, it didn't make him stop committing crimes. It made him more determined to become a better thief <laughs> i mean he's not doing a cracking job is he while on probation he worked as a manager at a television rental company but when the owner found out he had been stealing equipment he was fired but they didn't report him to the police he sucks as a thief he's shit everyone he's knows what caught he's doing. every time yeah literally but also what is it with these fucking people not reporting him to the police he's on probation Oh shit, yeah, that would get him fucked up. Yeah, well, he'd go away for whatever, however long, I don't yeah. know. Um, so in 1969, he became a systems analyst for Mobile or Mobile Oil. I don't know how you say it. Do you know that company? No. If you watch F1, it's advertised everywhere. Oh, wow, okay. Um, So I instantly recognise that, but I don't know exactly what. Anyway, so another uh, job that he wasn't qualified for. He's not qualified to do this. No. Um. How do you bullshit a systems analyst? This is literally what I was just about to say. Like, like you know, bullshit going into management of some kind of like, you know, a business that you don't necessarily know, Mm -hmm. but you know, all management is generally the same. Yeah, it's like HR is kind of the same thing. But when you go into like a specifically skilled job, like an x-ray technician or a lab technician, what do you do when you're there if you have no idea how to do it? Well, I do guess those... And why? But I guess those kind of jobs, you do get training when you start because you're working in a new place with new systems. Like, you... They should be able to tell if you don't understand. Yeah, they'd be like, have you ever used this program before? No. But also, what systems do they have in the 60s? Yeah, They're not all sat on laptops. Like, I don't know what what it is. But like, if you go to a hospital, you know, and even if you listen to the, like, doctors and nurses talking, and they use all this lingo that, like, you know, you and I ain't got shit about sort of thing. Uh, Well, yeah, so when my brother was in hospital with his heart, uh, problems. He's born with heart problems. Um, he he's not a fat fuck. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <But> <laughs> everyone, literally, everyone's like, oh, he must be so unhealthy. He's had a heart attack at 28. I'm like, no, he was born with it. He had a hole in his heart. Actually, he had bitches. multiple. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, but it was really weird. So his ex partner, the less said about her, the better. She was in the. She was a nurse, so she knew a lot of stuff. So when my mum was visiting, the doctor came round, and he mm. was literally like, "Do you mind if I just talk to?" ex-girlfriend in medical terms and my mum was just there like I have absolutely no idea yeah I mean she was a piece of shit she literally just turned around to my mum was like it's fine yeah. so my mum didn't know anything so yeah. but we don't like that anyway so but it's that kind of thing of like you just they just chat in the lingo yeah. and I'd just be like because if you, if you were going to a hospital like to become an x-ray technician saying you had all this training they then would just talk to you automatically in the way yeah. that they would talk to someone yeah. that knows that stuff and you'd just be like yeah, mm, yeah. am i dying or am i great what's happening literally <laughs> what's happening here the balls on this guy he's so mad i don't get it i don't understand why you would do that no like bull your, bullshit your way but into nobody's something else selling his, nobody's firing him for being shit at the job that's true that's very true i don't true. know what, i don't get it how weird. And this is all happening in the 60s. That's so weird. I feel like this should be over his whole lifetime. So no one at Mobile... I'm going to call it Mobile. I don't know if that's how you say it. Because it's like mobile, but it hasn't got the E on the end. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, so no one at Mobile even looked into his background 
or knew that he was even on probation. Amazing. Because the 60s. <laughs> um, his probation officer said he was responding extremely well to probation and encouraged him to to advance as far as possible at mobile oil. Which I guess he can't because he doesn't know how to do the job. Literally. So he's skating through it, basically. So he fucked up again and was accused of stealing 6,200 postage stamps. Stamps? <laughs> postage stamps. Stamps. From the corporation. Stamps. But they were worth around 400 pounds. Dollars. So I guess in the today's money, a lot more. Imagine if you stole that many stamps now. Not being funny, that'd be like a million pounds. Stamps are so expensive. It wouldn't be a million That's pounds. such a bizarre way of making money. That's <laughs> so odd. I've never thought about Why stamps. Why would you steal stamps? What would you... All you could do is use them. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with them? Well, you I never have to your buy... way into like a store that sells stamps and be like, I'm yeah. selling stamps. Do you want some And stamps? they probably don't need receipts then because the 60s. Exactly. So they'll be like, okay. Exactly. That's ridiculous. Now he was fired. Fired. Sorry, my voice is going a bit weird. <laughs> he was fired and charged with theft, but he paid restitution and once again avoided jail. I guess restitution is paying back the money. Oh, okay. They stole like... Yeah. Now, because he was ruining his reputation in Kansas City and embarrassing the shit out of his family. Yeah, why is the wife still with him at this point? Now she stays with him a lot longer than she should. Bless her. Yeah. Now, this book, I'm not even Okay, I love this book. I don't quite know when it's written. It is a little bit. I wouldn't say biased against Nancy, but it's a little bit old school. They kind of blame her a little bit, but. I can't see why. Yeah. Other than her choosing to stay with him. Yeah. So I feel like everyone needs to chill the fuck out on Nancy, okay? She's fine. Well, to be fair, I've not finished the book. (laughs) (laughs) I've read most of it, okay? Um, Yeah, so... Okay, yeah, so he's ruining the reputation of the family. And he and Nancy and their children moved back to Chicago in 1970. So we're in the 70s now. God, we just got out of the 60s. I know. He took a job as an insurance salesman. Now this, he can probably fucking do. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's a bullshitter, he's charismatic. Exactly. I'm sorry, that's a shit-ass job. (laughs) Nobody wants that job. Sorry, insurance salesman. I'm not sorry. You have a bullshit job. Insurance is the biggest lot of fucking bullshit. I'm not even going to go into this. Right. (laughs) No one bothered to do a background check on him because the seventies. He was said to be a good. He was said to be good at selling insurance, but once again, he started embezzling from his employer. So he's not getting better as a thief. That he said. Oh my god! He doesn't seem to be doing anything to improve his th- thievery skills. No. Uh, he stole five thousand five hundred eighty-six dollars before being caught and fired. He's dumb as fuck. <laughs> He paid restitution and again avoided jail time. But he was ordered back to Kansas because he was still on probation. Um, so you can't leave the state without Wait, telling yeah, people. Wait, yeah, so why has he not got in trouble for that? Well, he is now. But what did they do? So when you're on probation and you break the law, you're supposed to go back to jail, right? Or to be sent to jail. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Or you can just add another three years of probation on. Oh, my God. Which is what they did. Probation doesn't actually make any sense to me. It's like it doesn't exist in this. Like, it's just like, oh, we'll just add another few years. Yeah. And in 1971, he was trying to establish his medical consulting firm. So he's now trying to work for himself. I don't know how he's going to embezzle money from himself. Why is he doing medical? Well, I guess because he's done x-ray and stuff like that. But he didn't, he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, but this is a consulting firm, which probably just sit there going, you need more x-ray machines. I don't know. But he... Like, didn't he just learn about, like, God and stuff, uh, like, in school? That's what he was doing, yeah? he yeah? wanted to be a priest yeah. in the Vatican. So where's he suddenly got medical shit from? Why? Why? Exactly. No, he hasn't. Yeah, he literally hasn't. I mean, maybe he's got encyclopedias. I'm yes. sure that's what they do. Encyclopedias seem to come up so often. He watches, so like, Holby City or something, and it's like, yes, <laughs> yes that's what I want to do. That's real, <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone's tachycardic in that show. A casualty as well. What do you... Oh. They're always like, he's tachycardic. Oh. oh my gosh, he's tachycardic. I don't know what it means. No, I, think I it's don't like know. A bit fast heart rate. I don't it's know. It's probably basic. Everyone's probably... Tach- we're probably tachycardic right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so he paid restitution and avoided jail time. Oh yeah, sorry. So he was ordered back to Kansas where he was still on probation and his probation was extended for another... Three- no, we've done that bit. Fuck's sake. Sorry. <laughs> 
1971, he was trying to establish his medical consulting firm, which I've already said, when he was arrested for a parole vi- uh, violation and sent to jail. <gasps> he actually went, got get, get in the in the jail. Into jail, well, I don't into know prison. What I'm <laughs> well, I think he just went to jail, not prison, but I'm not sure. So Missouri probation officer Gordon Morris took a look at Robinson's file and he, he decided, like, he needs... Robinson needs time behind bars. He needs to go to the slammer. Yeah, he needs punishment. He's like, because he's just not learning. You think? Yeah. So he felt punishment would motivate Robinson to lead a life away from crime. Because why would you quit crime if you've never had anything? He's he's still got the farm and the lavish house and stuff. So it's not like he still keeps all that. Yeah. So he's fine. Yeah. He's not bothered. Why would you care? Yeah, so this guy's like, you know, I feel like he needs to go to prison and then he'll learn what the risk is. Well done. Yeah, so on this rare occasion, someone was actually doing their job. (laughs) Yay, Gordon Morris. Um, Despite Gordon's recommendations, though, Robinson was released after serving a few weeks. Oh, that's going to do so much. I know. Fucks me off so (laughs) bad. Now, Now, in 1975, his probation was extended again. They're doing a good job. <laughs> After an arrest on charges of securities fraud and mail fraud in connection with his phony medical consulting company, uh, Robinson became a scoutmaster, a baseball coach, and a Sunday school teacher. In 1976. Sunday school teacher? Okay, yeah. I can get behind because that. Because he's. He knows in the that church. shit. Yeah. yeah. Do that. Do that. that I don't sounds... really want him near children, actually. That's actually, yeah, that's true. But. <laughs> You know, if he wasn't a dick, yeah. then yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Do something you know, man. Or retrain. <laughs> Jesus. If you really want to work with medicine and stuff, go. No. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, the, the demons inside the laptop are talking to us. <laughs> what were we saying? Sorry, I'm completely thrown by that. <laughs> <laughs> Noises. They um, wouldn't have heard that because that would have just Oh, no, come is up it just us? us? Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oh, we'll keep it went, that in. It went... Yeah, we'll keep that in. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, in 1977, he was named on the board of directors of a local charity organisation where he forged letters from his its executive director to the mayor of Kansas City and from the mayor to civic leaders, naming him as the organisation's man of the year. So he's literally called himself man of the year what a loser he's literally written to the mayor pretending to be someone else saying hey can you put this guy forward and then the mayor's talked to someone else going okay yeah this seems legit (laughs) so he's been put like he's the man of the year he's such a loser that's so funny it's like oh nobody likes me so i'm just gonna do it myself (laughs) he's such a dick i'm so embarrassed for him so under that guise he hosted an awards luncheon in his own honor he's so sad he hosted it did they know that he hosted it to award himself that's not well yeah that's the thing like (laughs) this luncheon wasn't planned but he was like well i've been named man of the year yet nobody's arranged anything for me so I'll have to do that That's as well. everyone's like, who the fuck are you, Literally, bro? nobody's <laughs> voted for him or whatever. I don't even know if this is a thing. So, like, oh, you're man of the year of what? The whole yeah, world? Yeah, what? good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also s- started an affair with a... Oh, so actually, before we move on to that, they found out about this. Who did? Like the mayor and every oh. everyone found out that he did this. Oh, embarrassing. How embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. I would die yeah i would be like that's it for me on this earth i've done something so embarrassing i don't belong here anymore (laughs) it's so embarrassing um so he also started an affair sorry i just said um he also started an affair (laughs) with the woods are we gonna go out god damn it i'm trying am i doing better this week i've said a few but i think i've noticed when i've done it i've noticed and i've only noticed like three or four yeah he also started an affair with a woman named Barbara, which would last for 35 years. You bitch, Barbara. I mean... Do we like Barbara? No. Fuck you, Barbara. Yeah, fuck you, Barbara. You're a She knows bitch. he's married. She knows he's married. It's not like a woman who doesn't know. Then I'd be like, fine. But also, Barbara, you deserve more than being the side woman nah, she for doesn't. 35 fucking years. Nah, she doesn't. All right, fuck Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> now, at one point, Barbara... 
So even after this happened, well, I guess she'd know this would happen. How embarrassing. How could you stay with someone after that? Oh, I know. Well, it's like, Nancy, why are you? Anyway. Nancy's brainwashed. Well. So Barbara's just dumb. Well, also, she's living a life of luxury, isn't she? That's Nancy. true. That's true. And she's got four kids. And probably at that time, she's not allowed to work. So she's kind of stuck. Lani's holding my heat gun at the moment. Oh, I thought it was a drill. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, everyone would love that. Um, so at one point, Barbara had seen John and Nancy in a supermarket. But John walked right past her, pretending he didn't know her. Because of course he would. He's with his wife. Well, yeah. She'd know What's that. she expecting? Like but a she was hug like, and a kiss? So weird. Yeah. Or she, I think she expected him to like wing at her. Or Nancy might be choosing some groceries. And then he might just look over and be like, all right. Fucking weirdo. But do you know what I mean? Or just be like, oh, I know her from somewhere yeah. else, from work. Hi. Yeah. He just literally walked past her with the blankest step, like, didn't even acknowledge her. It wasn't Maybe even. Maybe like... he didn't actually see her. Well, <laughs> also, I think anyone in that position would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. But anyway, she, she mentioned it. So Nancy knew about a lot of her husband's affairs because um, she's not dumb. Well, not. That's not fair. Some people don't know, but some people are good at doing it. But he's just a dick. He can't. He steal goes to nightclubs or anything. He goes to nightclubs and prowls. He gets fired for coming on to his co-workers. I think she knows. Yeah. Um. So Nancy knew about a lot of the affairs, but when she found out about this one, it bothered her because it was it was a long ongoing affair. Mm. She actually asked Barbara to stop, but she and Robinson carried on regardless. So fuck you, Barbara. Also. Nancy, come on now. Yeah. Like yeah. I was thinking I, I was thinking like maybe she just didn't give a shit about him and was just like with him for the money to help look I after the kids that. and stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough, you know, take you know, just use him because yeah. he uses everyone else. But later on, what I think's weird, his children say he was a good dad. What? And I'm like, but is that because that's all you know? Yeah. Because there is times when he's not a good... Like, he's a dick to his kids and his wife all yeah. the time. So I'm really... I find it super bizarre that his family... Maybe I should have named them, because they're just being fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but why would you... Like, he's not a good dad, guys. He's not. No. Anyone who cheats on your mum, even if they're good to you, not a good dad. Yeah. You don't cheat on my fucking mother. Like, <laughs> that's not a good dad. So... After finally completing his probation in 1979, so he's not had any tacked on at the end. That's it now. He's completed probation. He's done it. He's done it without going to prison, pretty much. In 1979. Yeah, easy. Piece of piss, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Robinson was arrested for embezzlement and check forgery. Wait, he he, he, forged something? Forged? He he embezzled embezzled something? (laughs) So he finished his probation in 1979. That's so unlike him. I know. Go, John. (laughs) But then he was arrested for... Go, John. (laughs) Go, John. (laughs) You're doing such better. No, fuck him. Um, He was arrested for embezzlement and check forgery, for which he served 60 jails in jail. 60 jails in jail. (laughs) 60 days in jail in 1982. So it must have taken him like three years to get the case together. You fiddling with my controls there? Oh, that's not good at all. There you go. Why did you change it? I was just turning it down a bit. You're deafening me. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've deafened everyone then, haven't I? No, because that was the volume for our headsets. Right. Okay. Um. So he was jailed for sixty days. You so can talk normally. I thought I was. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I think you've just turned me down too much, and it's thrown me off. <laughs> so after his release, he formed a bogus hydrophonics business now that is where you use um you grow plants but you don't grow them in soil so you're trying to do it without soil i don't know why either (laughs) i don't know why either but i think it's so you can grow stuff that's not in places that has soil so it's like a kind of trying to make the world better in a way like okay if you live in the desert here's some i would need to do more research into this Currently, it, it seems like a bizarre well, idea. It's bogus, so it doesn't really... He's not like he's fucking doing it, is oh, he? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't think he even... I reckon he thinks hydrophonics is like playing music underwater or something. <laughs> um. So his friend invested... This is sad. His friend invested $25,000. How does he have friends? Because he's charismatic as fuck, mate. Charismatic. Charismatic. <laughs> he's caramel as fuck, mate. <laughs> Charismatic. 
Um, so yeah, his friend. Well, he, to be fair, he doesn't have friends because he treats this person like a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, he invested twenty five thousand dollars with Robinson after Robinson told him he would make a fast return, but instead Robinson stole it. I switched between calling him John and Robinson, so get used to it. That's his name. Um, now his friend needed that promised money, so he only gave him the money because he was like, "Don't worry, I'll get you a lot more money back yeah. really fast." Yeah. So he was like, "Okay, here's twenty five grand." Now he needed that money f- to pay for his dying wife's <gasps> health care. Oh my god! Yeah, isn't that? <coughs> oh, she's so choked me up. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, are you okay? She's she's going blue, guys. Fucking bastard! Can you imagine that? That's someone you think's your friend. I hate him so much for that. That's the worst thing he's done so far. That is, I think. Yeah, that bothers me a lot. Um, now there are so so many more scams and cons, but if I went into every single one of them. It would be a podcast dedicated to this one case, which I kind of want to do, but <laughs> I've barely enough time to do this one. Um, so up to this point, all of his scams were designed to make money. They caused turmoil to his victims, especially that friend and his wife. Yeah. Um, but he hadn't killed or seriously harmed anyone. No. He's yeah. just like taking money from businesses. Like, yeah. He's normally. just embezzling. Yeah. Well, that's about to change. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> that was dramatic. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, I don't quite know where we we're going to finish, but I think we can do a couple of... In 1984, 19-year-old Paula Godfrey applied to work at one of Robinson's shell companies as a sales representative. Run away, so, Paula. I know. Paula, don't do it. I know. Well, unfortunately... Paula. Uh, Paula. Paula, run away, Paula. Yeah, well, so the previous year, she graduated from Olathe North High School, where she'd been an honour student in her junior and senior years. She also... Con- contributed oh, i can't speak she also contributed to the literary magazine called mind burst and was a very talented figure skater oh shit yeah she was badass that's so cool she'd like get up at 4 a.m every morning to practice at her local ice rink oh yeah she loved it trooper yeah i know i couldn't do that um i could no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> so um she tried out for a professional skating job with the Walt Disney World on Ice show. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, but unfortunately she was really ill during the audition performance. No. So she didn't get accepted. What? But, like, she's only 19. There would be more chances. There w- There should be. Yeah, but I think this knocked her confidence a little bit. So her this knockback like, made her look for employment elsewhere that was more stable than figure skating. Which is sad. But I, th- I, th- I hope she was just going, I'll take a year off. Yeah. Kind of get some money behind me and then maybe get back to it so that's when she got the job working for robinson now she trusted him and thought he was a good businessman i mean how would you know yeah you know he's just a guy with because he's charismatic charismatic <laughs> he's charismatic um now robinson told paula that he was enrolling her in several and several other women in clerical skills training courses in san antonio texas so he's like don't worry it's not just you i've got loads of other women who are gonna work for me it's a new company like you're gonna go out there it's gonna be great yeah 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 so he said he would pay for all of her expenses and she would gain the work experience she was looking for now today i feel like we'd be like what the fuck yeah there's something up here with this creepy man different back in the 70s it's completely different there weren't serial killers i didn't know about that kind of stuff well there were a lot no as in the the name serial killer just oh, didn't exist. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, you didn't. People didn't know about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the seventies is like the golden age of serial killers. Yeah, which I kind of hate people calling it that because it makes it sound like a good thing, and it's really not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm glad we have more technology that <laughs> kind of stops some of them. Um. So he said, yeah, he would pay for everything and get her the work experience that she was looking for, and he came and he actually came to her house, her parents' house, and picked her up. And then they headed off to the Kansas City airport. Or at least that's where she and her family thought they were going. Oh my God. Like if you see How fucking a person, confident. Yeah. You're like so sure. Oh, there's, you know, nothing's going to happen. I've well, seen also, this guy. You can't say, oh, well, that taxi, he said he dropped her off. At yeah. The airport, but he didn't. Like you've physically gone there. They yeah. know you. Yeah. He is so confident. I, yeah. I can't tell if he's confident or fucking dumb. Yeah. Because I think, but I think he's just Both. like, I get away with everything. Yeah. This doesn't matter. So um, when Paula 
called her family up uh, sorry Paula didn't call her family that evening or in the next few days her father Bill Godfrey as well as the rest of her family became extremely worried so he he actually flew to San Antonio to track his daughter down badass dad yeah he's a good dad oh yeah he's a very good dad so he learned that she never checked into the hotel she was meant to be staying in so he flew back to Kansas City and confronted Robinson at his <gasps> office shut the fuck up they yeah. even knew where he worked well yeah yeah oh my god he, they knew everything about him this he guy didn't hide a... oh my god I mean he's dumb or confident yeah he's dumb because he's got away with stuff I think yeah so Bill told Robinson that if he didn't hear from his daughter in the next three days, there would be serious trouble. Soon after this heated conversation, the Godfreys received a note postmarked Kansas City, which appeared to be from Paula. So it's postmarked from Kansas City, which is weird. I think that's weird. I don't know what's going on. Okay, so she was supposed to be going from Kansas City to San oh, Antonio, to... Texas. Oh, so the okay. dad flew to okay, Texas yeah, yeah, to find her, yeah. couldn't find her, flew back to Kansas City. Yep. Everything's happening in Kansas City. Okay, yep. Um, I said that as if I was telling you off, but I'm not. <laughs> um, so, th- sorry, I keep saying, um, this letter said that she was so grateful to Mr. Robinson for all of his help, and she didn't want to see her family, suddenly. And she even wanted to vote him as, like, the best person in the world. <laughs> man of the year, or whatever it, it is. Man of the year. I actually think he should be man of the year, even though that was found out not to be true. (laughs) It included swearing, which was not like Paula at all. Like, especially, it's addressed to her family. You wouldn't be like, oh yeah, fuck it. Who who even writes swear if they're writing a letter? Yeah. That's weird. I mean, I write swearing partially in this script when I get to really pissed off points. (laughs) Like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, But yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. If I'm writing a letter to my family, I'm not doing that. Um, it was also typed badly and signed Lavia Paula. Now her father didn't recognize the signature and the grammar used was unfamiliar. He knows his daughter. There was also no explanation as to why she didn't want to see her family. Like they had a really good relationship. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I've gone off with this guy. I didn't go to the, somewhere between getting picked up and to the airport. I decided I didn't want to leave the city and do all of this stuff. And I no longer want to see my family. Anyway. Um, the Godfreys contacted local authorities to report Paula as a missing person, but when police questioned Robinson about the young woman's disappearance, he said he couldn't help them as he was just a businessman and knew nothing about Paula. When police looked at the note sent to Paula's parents, they concluded that it was real. Mm-hmm. And their daughter Bitch. must be fine. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, because they know her better than her parents. It, the letter oh says God. she's fine, guys. Guys, guys. She's fine. Uh, the investigation... I'm furious. I'm fucking furious. I have fucking researched this. <laughs> the investigation, investigation was terminated, much to the horror of Paula's family. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they can't... Police cannot do their fucking jobs. And I'm sorry, I'm convinced they still can't do them to this day. No, I agree. Fuck the police. <laughs> Fuck the police. Fuck the police <laughs> coming straight from the underground. <laughs> I'm holding my mic today as well, so I'm feeling gangster. She proper is. Is gangster a bad word? Oh, I don't know. I never know anymore. Meh. Meh. You didn't say it in a nasty way. You were quite... Uh, we were talking about gangsters before. That's true. Gangsters can be anything. That's true. I think that's it's fine. true. That's true. Don't tell us if we're wrong. No, do. <laughs> I like to learn things. Just do it nicely. Um... So years later, another letter supposedly written by Paula turned up. It wasn't sent to her family. This one was found by Irv Blattner, a business connection to Robinson, and he was an ex-con. Now, in this letter, Paula was depicted as an angry acquaintance of Robinson who'd stolen his car and some money. Like the first letter, this was very out of character for her. In the 1990s, Irv Blattner died of cancer, but on his deathbed, he told a relative that John Robinson was a very dangerous man and was directly involved in the disappearance of Paula Godfrey. Did you just say in the 90s? Yes, yeah, so I've just jumped forward a second. But you're going to tell me that in the 90s, we still didn't know. Oh, babes, we don't even know in the 2000s. Shut up. It's getting there, it's getting there. Oh my. Well, maybe 2000 is when we know. I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> I'm already so angry. So we're breaking it up, so you won't have to deal with everything today. That's true, that's true. You can go home. 
and have some fun. Um yeah, so he was a dangerous man and he was directly involved in the disappearance of Paula Godfrey. Blattner had saved the old letter as evidence in case he met an untimely or violent death. So he didn't take it to the police or anything. Fucking dickhead. Yeah, he's a fucking dickhead. Um, and no trace of Paula Godfrey has ever been found. <gasps> yeah. Paula. Yeah, so her body's never been found or... But she's fine, guys. Yeah, the she's, police said she's fine, and, she's fine and that letter was definitely from she's her. She's never so. used any money or anything, but she's fine. You know, she changed She changed her whole personality and what she wanted to do with her life in that, like, one journey to the airport. But, mm-hmm. you know, she's fine. She's fine. Right, so, yeah, we're going to leave it Leave it there. You're, you're leaving it there? I know. <laughs> so I've, we've done, like, his upbringing. Stacy, His crimes, or his, like, white collar, blue collar crime, white collar crime. I can't remember what it is now. I don't know. White collar crime. Blue collar crime. <laughs> I think it's white collar crime. It's like all Isn't the stuff. blue something to do with police? I don't know. We're so smart, guys. Yeah. Oh, we don't know one term about the fucking police. <laughs> Fuck the police. Um, yeah, so they're not going to come and help us now. If we oh, need shit. What a shame. They wouldn't have anyway. <laughs> That's true. Well, we'd, we'd be fine, guys. No, they're fine. Um, yeah, so we'll wrap it up there, and then when we next get into it, I, this it's going to be two more cases. It's uh, two more episodes. It's got to be. Do you think? I'm literally. <gasps> let me show you. I'm here. Oh my god! It goes down to there. How many pages? I don't know because I'm using. Word, oh okay. Word, word print or whatever it's called. Shit. Word pad doesn't tell me. <laughs> yeah. So that's. Uh, and I'm already mad, so... I know. You're going to get so much madder. Yeah, you're going to be so much more mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're going to go and have some lasagna now. Yes! Yes! I'm ready for lasagna. <laughs> okay, well, we love you guys. Yeah. Oh, and we should tell them to follow our Instagram. Follow the Instagram. The... Mos- the- <laughs> fuck's sake. The Mysterium, Mysterium underscore podcastium. Get and it? I'll put it in the notes. Yeah, in please, the, yeah in look the at the notes. Description or whatever. Someone it is. was asking me what the notes are. It's literally just this kind of like. It's when the you blurb. read the description yeah, on the description. Spotify. Yeah, I don't know what it looks like on other things. Is it on other things? Yeah, it's on. Shut up. I think it's on Apple. No, I didn't put it on there in the end. I oh, put okay. it on. I put it on uh, something else. I don't know. Okay, we'll sort all that out in a minute. But yeah. go to the, yeah, the Instagram. We'll put some pictures up. And stay tuned for the upcoming episodes. And stay curious, guys. Still not fucking on it. Right. (laughs) Stay fun. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks. We'll see you in the next one. Yeah, we love you. Bye. Yeah, love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs)